stressful. Dating is nerve-wracking. It's fun. When it's fun, it's I'd fun. I'd say that Eye-opening. in a way it's healthy. Enlightening. It can be awkward. I, I think I've learned a lot about myself. It definitely takes work. And interesting. Exciting. I think it's exciting. Exciting. The worst part of dating is dating. Hey everyone, you're listening to Kay, the podcast all about dating. I'm Chelsea Ray, and in this episode, we're talking about dating and religion. I know it can be a daunting and sensitive topic, but I assure you these interviews were completely unbiased on my part, and I reached out to anyone and everyone I could think of to gather different points of views and beliefs. Lucky for me, I caught myself an atheist, some Christians, and a Buddhist who were willing to share their stories and dating experiences with me. These interviews were very personal, but very respectful as well, so I'd stick around if I were you. A majority of studies that I've found that were conducted in the United States in the last 10 years have found that people that are adamant about their beliefs in a one true religion are less likely to date outside of that religion, and conversely, those who are less religious are more likely to date across religious lines. And one study in particular stated that, quote, only some participants in the present study were open to engaging in a cross-cultural and interfaith relationship, provided the partner was neither too religious nor demanded for the participants to change in any way. That study was done in Australia. Another study suggested that religion can affect interracial dating as well, stating that, quote, relative to evangelicals, mainline Protestants are less likely to have engaged in interracial romance. Those who frequently attend church and affirm biblical literalism are less likely to have dated across race, but those who engage in devotional practices like prayer and sacred text reading are more likely to participate in interracial dating. Obviously, religion is a complex factor in terms of romance and dating preferences. Everyone is different, and depending on your religion, the depth of your practice, and your dedication to its teachings, prospective dating opportunities fluctuate more rapidly than the wings of a hummingbird. But again, it depends. This is Jerry. He's currently living in Springfield, Illinois, and working as a pension analyst for the Commission on Government Forecasting and Accountability, otherwise known as COGFA. Jerry recently married the love of his life and said that religion has been an issue for most of his romantic relationships, both before and during his marriage. Are you um, practicing any sort of religion at this point in your life? Do you have a particular set of beliefs that you um, live by? Well, I mean, it's uh, I kind of have an abstract answer. I like to tell people that I don't have any beliefs, but technically I do believe in um, science causing everything to come to where it is now. Um, and some people want to try to label atheism as a religion. I see it as a lack of, but currently I don't believe in God or any traditional theology. So did that affect your relationship at all when you started dating um, your current wife or in previous relationships? Um, it definitely it affected three different relationships uh, throughout my life, but it had no effect on the relationship with my wife. And um, funny thing is, is like I started dating my wife. It was like kind of fresh in my mind, religion and dating. And so I wanted to make sure before her and I really got into it that, you know, we would be okay and that she would understand where I come from and that she didn't have any like strict restrictions on what, you know, my beliefs would be. And so I told her that I was an atheist and, um, I knew she was a Catholic because she was in a Catholic school. Um, and she was actually kind of shocked that I thought it would be a problem. Uh, she was like, yeah, I don't care what you believe. 
Um, and so from there on, we did never really even talked about it a whole lot. Um, in fact, we didn't talk about it again until we lived together. Um, and, you know, we had a couple emotional conversations about it, but she ended up, after, after about a year and a half, maybe two years of us dating, she ended up actually um, dropping her faith, and she is now uh, an atheist as well. Oh, wow. Okay, so what um, what brought that on? Because you said that while you were together that she was a practicing Catholic. So what made her change her mind? You know, she she didn't, like, since she wasn't in school anymore, she didn't really have anything driving her to the church. Um, she wasn't one of those that really, you know, practiced praying or going to church, yada, 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 or was really actively involved in any way. Um, she was when she was growing up. Her mom had her in Sunday school. Um, she, uh, I don't even remember what it was called. She had her as one of those kids that comes out and lights candles. Um, she was, so she was heavily involved in always in, in Catholic churches, but she, um, told me when she finally started to rethink everything that she has never really felt God. She has not really been strongly, um, devoted as much as she's always just kind of blindly followed what her mom told her to do and what her priest told her to do. And she met a lot of awesome people, a lot of people that are still in her life today through the church and through school, but she said that, that not until she was around me and my, I have a lot of atheist friends, did she ever even have a reason to question it. That was just always something like, you know, like we we breathe air, right? That was what religion was to her. <laughs> like it wasn't something to be questioned. Right. Um, and, you know, and a few times that we had conversations, I never tried to convert her or anything. I would always just tell her how I felt and where I was coming from. She never really heard those perspectives before. And that really... It really shakes your foundation when you finally hear someone doubt something that's always been absolute to you. And uh, so she she got a little defensive in some of our conversations. Um, they were never, like, gotten to huge arguments or anything like that. She didn't try to convert me. I didn't try to tell her to disbelieve. But she, um, uh, yeah, ended up telling me that, you know, it's not something that she ever really felt. Um, she just kind of went along with it. And so... Once she heard all of our different perspectives, um, she thought that that made more sense. Have you ever felt um, maybe the opposite way? Were you ever tempted to convert either in your marriage or in previous dating relationships? Have you ever felt tempted to kind of check out that person's religious background and maybe consider that for yourself? You know, when it boiled down to it, I was simply trying to give God a shot purely for the fact that I wanted to be in a relationship with someone who had that requirement of me. And ultimately, when I came to that realization, that's what put a stop to what I was trying to do. Um, in fact, the girl in high school, I actually went to service with her. Um, but me doing that just because I wanted to date her, which is the truth, no matter how I tried to lie to myself about it, that's that's not why you should you know, be going to church and praying and all this stuff. That's that's not the right reason. So um, ultimately I just felt like it was a selfish um, attempt at trying to see who I really was. Did you feel like you were rejected a little bit because they were religious and you were not? Was that always sort of a point of conflict? Absolutely. Um, I've had three relationships where I've, well, two of them, I, the, the relationships that were actually started, um, 
we both liked each other and um, there was one in high school, one in college. We both really liked each other and we had been talking about it seriously. And the one in high school basically gave me the ultimatum. You either need to be a Christian or we are not going to date. Um, the other one knew that I wasn't going to be a Christian. Um, so she just kind of told me that things would never happen between us. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's nothing like someone telling you, you know, hey, you don't have what, what me as an atheist feel as an arbitrary belief in something. You don't have that. And so I can't date you because my husband or my boyfriend needs to have that as well. Um, to me, it sounded like someone coming up and being like, hey, you're not a Yankees fan. And I need my husband to be a Yankees fan. Like, that's how insignificant it is to me because since I don't believe in any religion, since I don't subscribe to that, like, it means, like, nothing to me. It's like people walking around and saying they, they think Pokemon is real. Like, like um, I know it's not. You know, I, I've grown up, I'm not trying to talk like I'm better than anyone else because I'm not at a lot of Christian friends, but I've grown up with morals and you know, ethics and stuff, and I didn't need religion to show me that, which is a lot of a lot of what people try to tell me that religion's good for. And I think for a lot of people it does do that, but for someone to sit here and say just because they that same religion, they can't date me, that made me feel extremely rejected. It made, it made me feel like crap. When it came down to it, I realized that it is, you know, something that's obviously very important to people, but it's a personal preference. It's what it really is. So Jerry has obviously experienced a lot of up and downs when it comes to relationships and how they work with religion, especially because he didn't particularly adhere to one. He felt rejected, he felt less than, and it was a really terrible feeling. And so as we continued talking, I asked him about his relationship with his wife and how religion has affected them. And at the end of the day, they've kind of come to an agreement where they both say, we don't really believe in a God anymore. So when I asked them how that would affect their future and raising children, this is what Jerry had to say. I, I do want to bring up that you asked me about, you know, religion and how we would raise our kids in that regard. And we did have an issue at one point when we still had planned on having kids when we talked about raising our kids um, vegan or not. Because my wife had been trying to go vegan for the last two years. We're both vegan now, have been four months. Oh, wow. Congratulations. But, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, but back then, I was hardcore like most men, like, no, that's wrong. You need to have meat. Where do you get your protein? Um, and I was the stereotypical man's man. Whenever she talked about it, you know, I'd even puff my chest out. No, I'm just playing. But um, it was actually my – you. well, you know Matt, obviously. But Matt told me that he had had um, a – I think it was a cousin who lived down in, like, Arkansas. And their marriage actually ended because the wife was vegetarian and the husband was just like me, and they could not come to an agreement on how to raise their kid. And so we actually did have a, a plethora of arguments about that when she was considering veganism and how we would raise our kids because, you know, that's that's a huge thing too. Everyone thinks about religion, but, you know, a big um, eating style you know, which is really just a lifestyle change. I mean, how how is she supposed to raise a kid to be vegetarian when I'm sitting there eating a steak? Veganism really is like a religion. I mean, obviously, it doesn't follow the same sort of guidelines. We don't believe in a God or anything like that, but it, it follows the same sort of patterns. Right, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah, 
We feel strongly about it. We don't, we don't like that everybody isn't that way. You know, anytime we get the chance to tell people about it, we do. And we, we act just like we're a Christian. Mm-hmm. Or a Jehovah's Witness for that sometimes when I get really into it. But, um, but yeah. And one of the best perks about it, when I gorge on food, I don't feel groggy. I don't feel like I want to take a nap. Like I never just want to go lay down and say fuck the day, even when I eat a crap ton of food. I used to eat myself into a coma all the time, and now that just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. I feel awesome. I've lost uh, 25 pounds. Um, I have a lot more energy. Um, really? I, yes. So Jerry continued to tell me about his journey becoming a vegan with his wife and how important it is to their lifestyle and to their marriage, really, holding these values that really keep them connected as a couple. And so I brought him back around to the issue of religion and asked him, how do you feel about religion and dating? Can it work? There are Christians who marry atheists. It happens. There are Catholics who marry atheists. There's Muslims who marry Christians. It does happen. It's not common, but it does happen. And so because of that, I try to think of it less as a requirement and more of personal preference. Just like how I always told myself I wouldn't marry a smoker. So we're living with my parents. We're living the millennial dream. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a basement. Not a basement. We don't though. live in the their, basement. Their basement isn't finished, or else we would have moved down there just out of spite. <laughs> um, That's right. We got we, it, we've yeah. upgraded. We have an upstairs bedroom. <laughs> um, that looks shockingly familiar to my childhood bedroom, but that's besides the point. So. so, That's Mark and Haley, a.k.a. my sister and my awesome brother-in-law. Haley and Mark met in college, and they could not be more different from one another. But the one thing that they had in common was their faith. This is, you, this, this this is, is your favorite story. This is my story. favorite story. He calls uh, it the dark ages. I call it the, the dark ages of our, of our relationship, if that gives it any any yeah. connotation as to how it went at first. Uh, so it was the fall semester of my senior year, like the last week. Um, we were ended up hanging out at a, a mutual friend's place mm-hmm. one night, and they were like, oh, let's go to Winter Jam. So It's a concert. It's a like a christian like 20 christian bands get together and, and it's like 10 bucks and so it's 10 super bucks cheap so and college friendly so um so yeah. like yeah sure we'll go to that that was like the second week in january or like mm-hmm. the week we got back for spring semester so we go that weekend and uh hang out and i'm like hey she's cute and single and <laughs> she had no interest in pursuing that path i had like anti-interest yeah yeah <laughs> she was very strongly opposed to this um, yeah. But she would like just like push me away far enough, but like keep a little string there so she could yank me back. And this is how it went yeah. for like yeah, you're not denying it now. I'm I'm not denying it. I uh, I really didn't want because again I had gotten out of this relationship. I didn't want to date anyone. Of course, like two weeks into that, he's like, I like you, and I'm like, well, darn it. And so yeah, um, I I liked you, but I didn't want to like you. So yeah, it so we out that way. we played this game for like two months. Uh, all while I was interviewing for med school and I'm like, I've got so much crap going on in this life. And we finally had like a come to Jesus talk. Like <laughs> if this is going to work, you either need to pick one or the other. This middle yeah. ground's not going to work for me cause I'm leaving in two months. Yeah. And, uh, 
uh, I ain't got time for this. Yes, Stuff. yes, no, maybe <laughs> crap. So, yeah. Um, so you laid down the law. I laid down the law. Oh, yes. sort of. Okay. You that, said I gave, that, I and gave, then we didn't start dating still for another two weeks. Or well, whatever. you know, it kickstarted the process. It, it, it kickstarted the process. <laughs> you, so. you were very persistent. I was. So. Almost stalker like at times, but. A little bit, but I liked you too, so it didn't <laughs> seem that way. <laughs> so you two started dating. <clears throat> Just before you graduated, yeah, we from started. College we, we started dating. Yeah, it was a great plan. March, <laughs> uh, March of my senior year. Pi day. Pi day. It was pi day. Pi day. Uh, What's pi day? Three point one four. So March fourteenth. It was sort of overnight, so it was probably technically the fifteenth. Whatever. But whatever. We call it pi day. Easy to. Remember. We started dating on a mission trip because we're that Christian couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, because you met at you said CSF. Yeah. And, yes. And that's Christian Student mm. Fellowship. Correct. Correct. Okay. And how long had you both been involved in that? I at that point I'd been involved for three and a half years. I was on the on their leadership team, and, and that was like my like main extracurricular student organization in college. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I had seen. I think I got something for me again as a freshman. I got something in the mail over the summer, and I was like, "Oh, that would be cool." And then, you know, again, I met this guy, and his brother was involved with it too. And so I was like, "Oh, he was one of the leaders or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I just sort of went because I had already, you know, seen a thing in the mail and was interested from the summer. The guy that I liked was going there, and plus they were there was a band, and so I was like, "Oh, I can sing." And so I sang there too. So it was just sort of all my interests were. I actually met. Um, I you know, I grew up in a in a Christian family, and uh, when my I met uh, CSF on a preview day at the university, and my parents are like, you "Go to this thing. You don't have. <laughs> we, we don't really expect you to go to church." And not that they could force me to do it, but uh, I was like, "Heck yeah!" They meet it like Friday night, and I get a free meal out of it. Plus, <laughs> I don't have to wake up Sunday morning. So, um, for my own selfish reasons, that's how I got involved there, and. Um, and really, like I said, I really, really enjoyed, um, just enjoyed the community and enjoyed the people there. And So Haley and Mark both joined CSF, the Christian Student Fellowship at college, and that's how they met. And they had already had an interest in Christianity anyway. They both told me that they had both grown up in Christian homes, and Mark's family, more so than Haley's, attended church regularly, though there was some fluctuation in the middle. And Haley's family always held Christian beliefs, and and it was always common knowledge that God was a part of their family life. But when it came to making that decision for themselves, it had to be something separate. Well, I think, I don't know if there was necessarily just one specific point for me. I mean, like, again, I guess when I was like really young, like elementary school, <clears throat> maybe even a little bit younger, my dad would bring me to church. <clears throat> Sorry. And so... You know, I went to church every now and then, and then that sort of stopped. And then I think it was like fifth grade or something, I had a math test. And I was like, oh, I'll pray and I'll get a good grade. And it actually happened. And and so I think that's pretty much like what sort of restarted, which I know sounds really lame, but I mean, that's sort of what restarted it. And then so I sort of started thinking about um, the my faith and what Jesus meant more sort of around then. And it was in <clears throat> early middle school for me, like probably somewhere in sixth or seventh grade, where I decided, and I was like, okay, this is what I want um, my faith to be. And so I prayed in my room, and then actually I went over, um, and it was at home sometime in the middle of the night. I went, and I woke up my mom, and we prayed together 
Um, and I just said, you know, this is what I want my faith to be like. And then it wasn't until my sophomore year, I think it was my sophomore year, it was sometime in the summer, so maybe between my freshman and sophomore year that I got baptized. And so I just think it's been continual points in my life where I've just not even reaffirmed, but just grown to a certain, I don't know, level maybe. I just, I don't know. I feel more strongly and more confident about what I believe again throughout different points. And so that. So if you could sum up um, your beliefs in, you know, two or three short sentences or whatever it is, a short summary of what Christianity is to you and what you believe it stands for, just to help anyone who's listening understand your perspective. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say infinite love. And I know that's just two words. It's not like a sentence or whatever, but I just think, um, that, I don't know, sometimes Christianity gets a bad rap and I don't even want to go into that, but I think really at the core of it is God loves me no matter what. And he made me and I'm forever his, um, no matter what I do, no matter what I say, you know, that's it. And it's hard for me to accept that, um, partially because of my upbringing and stuff and just, you know, different experiences in life. You don't ha always have someone who will love you through thick and thin and everything. And so it's hard for me to accept it, but I think that's what it is. And it's awesome to know that that's the truth for me. Yeah. So. And then um, what do you think, Mark? What would be your definition of Christianity and what you believe and how it, how it relates to you? A lot of people out there want to think this is as good as it gets. Um, for me, you know, my faith, uh, God, Jesus, uh, Holy Spirit, that, that is, that is the, the pinnacle of perfection right there. That is as good as it gets. He came to, to bring change into people's lives and, and lasting change. Uh, and while we'll still slip into our old ways, I still know that uh, he came and he, he won the, the battle between the imperfection of this world and, um, you know, our, our perfect sovereign Lord. So, uh. so how did those strong beliefs influence your relationship when you started dating? A I'm, lot. Is that, <laughs> is that a good answer? How about just a lot? Um, I, I mean, mean, so did you talk about it? Or? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, for us, <laughs> for us, our, our, you know, dating relationship to our marriage is a, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a three-way relationship. It's my relationship between Haley and I, and it's also Haley's relationship with God and my relationship with God. And it is this uh, beautiful, perfect structure of a triangle that runs, you know, because of us runs imperfectly. So, yeah. So how did your specific beliefs within Christianity affect your dating behavior? Were there certain things that you both agreed you wouldn't do or that you would do? How did that, <laughs> how did that dating structure work? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to... Yeah, yeah I mean... Go ahead. Um, as we kind of began to talk uh, early on in our, our dating relationship... Um, you know, one thing that we had both discovered is that we had both struggled with physical intimacy and really defining, um, with the temptation, with, with the temptation and, right. and acting out on the temptation. Right. Um, okay. you can be tempted. It's not sin until you act, act out on it. it. Um, so, right. um, so yeah, so we set some, uh, guidelines, some guidelines and <laughs> some, you know, 
some of which people today probably think were a little extreme, but, um, but I think, I don't know, for me anyways, I had dated a lot of different people and it was just, I couldn't figure out, I mean, obviously they're self-controlled, but that doesn't always work. And so I was just trying to figure out where is it really coming from? Like, how can I stop? Like, what is the point where it's past the point of no return sort of thing? And so I think that's why, you know, what we chose to do was so extreme just because we were like, if we get past this point it's just gonna all go downhill from here and it's a slippery slope once you you know once you cross one line the the next line is easier and Mm -hmm. easier and easier to cross right right um and where was that cut off oh sorry yeah yeah, so uh you know we didn't kiss we didn't kiss until we got married our first kiss was after we had said i do and Mm -hmm. the preacher gave us his blessing okay yeah well we i mean we personally don't believe that kissing is like kissing before marriage is a sin right, right um we just knew that you know once you start kissing and then it's easier to move to the next step and to right the next and step so and then yeah. wham bam you're having sex and right so, and so in our before marriage right yeah it's in, not okay in our religion mm. i don't like that word but yes in our religion um in your beliefs yeah in my beliefs in my faith i think that's i don't even know if it necessarily i don't know does it really line out what I mean, okay, let's just look at this big picture. I think it talks about sexual immorality. In some places it lists what it is, and sometimes it just says, you know, keeping mm. your... It, it's, it's a little more... It can be, I guess, vague or yeah. sort of big I'm, picture where it's keeping your body pure. And so in some places in the Bible, it's like listing out things, and then in some places it's more keep your body pure. So, yeah. I mean, some of it, I would say some of it's up to interpretation a little mm-hmm. bit and comfortability and that's i guess my opinion on that i mean at the end of the day you know with us we felt like if we shouldn't be doing something chances are we we probably you know if it doesn't seem like god would approve of this then he probably wouldn't and you know what and i felt like again because we i mean i would call it sexual sin or whatever there's a lot of different ways to call it but again because i had previously struggled with it i think just my conscience knew even when i was again first accepting of the faith I already was struggling and so I just knew you know in my heart and in my mind like something's wrong here I don't want to be doing this and I don't understand fully why and then again I read things in the bible related to that and I was like okay well this makes sense you know I don't feel like I'm keeping my body pure if I'm Mm -hmm. doing things with another man that I'm not married to and so I think part of it again I know it's a little bit up to interpretation but I just my heart and my mind did not feel like what I was doing was right. Um, and I saw that my faith matched up with that. And so at least that's for me, that's sort of how I. And, and for us, that. I mean, for us, part of it was physical purity, but it all, it's also spiritual purity. Yeah, um, that's true. Jesus said, um, you know, if you think about having sex with a woman, you've already, you know, right. to God, Best. you've already done it. Yeah. Uh, if you're lusting over a woman or a man or whomever, um, the right. sin's already committed, even if you have never even met this person. Um, so for us, um, you know, physical purity was important. Um, but I guess above that, so was spiritual purity, which I think is right. a little harder because, um, you know, you cannot kiss and you can sit in separate chairs and right. <clears throat> all this stuff, but you can't. Mm-hmm shut that part of your brain off unfortunately so (laughs) yeah 
So Mark and Haley clearly had some lines that they needed to establish to make sure that they weren't crossed within their relationship. And according to their faith, they wanted to keep not only their bodies pure, but their hearts and minds as well. And their values aligned perfectly with each other when it came to romance. And so I asked them before they had met each other, was there a struggle with dating people that did not share their same religious values and beliefs? And they both had some past issues with that. I don't... I guess when we started, my previous girlfriend, when we started dating, I'm not sure of what her Christian status was, if you will, or where she was at in her, her faith, or even if she had one. Um, and in hindsight, that was a, that was a fatal mistake for our, for our relationship. Um, yeah, I mean, we were, towards the end of our relationship, we had gone down a you know, a path that we didn't want to be. And um, by the grace of God, we were able to end it. And um, How old were you when you were dating this? Oh, I was 18, 20. So. Okay. So you were, you were into your early years of college? Yeah. High school? Yeah. Okay. And so, it was just that particular instance? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we... I still say the the best thing that happened with that relationship was it ended. I mean, it wasn't healthy. It was um, mutually destructive towards the end, and um, emotionally or uh, emotionally, all of the all above. The above. Um, Obviously, you learned from that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Once was enough. Someone that you could <laughs> once was enough. <laughs> so how about you, Haley? Apparently, once wasn't enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. All right. So let's <laughs> let's jump into that. Oh gosh. Well, I've dated multiple people. Um, let's see. I don't. I don't need a number. I've dated multiple people. Let's just leave it at that. Um, some Christians, some not. Um, again, people who were Christian that I dated were towards. Um, I guess the end of my whole line of dating, but, um, let's see. First few boyfriends that I had, I, I did I don't even think I asked them because again, it wasn't super important to me because I started dating in like fifth grade. So, okay. Can you really call that dating? I, you know. When your parents have to drive you to the, you know. I know. Fine. Anyways, I started fine. Not dating. Anyways, but no. And then like in high school, a couple people. Two, three people I think that I dated, not Christian. And then after that, it seemed to be pretty consistent with the Christian thing. I think it was sort of a little bit after I was baptized. Because I think, again, as I'm progressing in my faith, I'm starting to realize how important it is that the person that you're with um, has that same faith as you. And you can see, again, for me, it was a little more trial and error. You can see, you know, at least for me, I could see when I would date someone who didn't have the same faith as me, we got into a lot more arguments about that and sort of our, I guess, moral, ethical, whatever opinions, alignments weren't really similar. And you can't really change that because it's just what you believe. And so, um, yeah, if I was in a relationship with someone who wasn't Christian, um, if, you know, the person I was dating was Christian, it really didn't create any tension at all. Um, I think the easiest part to, well, there's a lot of easy parts because, again, like, oh, hey, let's go to church on Sunday. It's not a debate. It's not a huge conversation. They just go with you, you know? Um, things like that, it just, just easier. Because again, I mean, it could have been a situation where I go to church and they don't. But I think 
at the same time, although that could have been quote unquote easy for some people, that's hard for me because that's something I believe. And at the end of the day, you know, if I believe I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus um, and people who don't believe are not, you know, then that means the person that I married is not going to be in heaven with me. And that is, that just breaks my heart. I don't think I could do that. I mean, our, our faith was um, essential in the beginning of our relationship, um, you know, for our, our personal faith reasons, but also it was like one of the, I don't know, we had a running joke that we had like 10 things in common when we were first dating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and our faith was like number one. So if we ever ran out of stuff to talk about, um, you know, God and, and Jesus and everything that goes along with that is um, just an infinitely deep topic. I was raised as a Lutheran and uh, considered myself a Christian. In fact, I was very active in the church when my children were little. However, um, as the children left and I was left to rethink that, I started studying Buddhism about 15 years ago. This is Linda. She is a free-spirited IT retiree. She says Buddhism has brought her peace and happiness after an abusive relationship tore through her family and her faith. Actually, I was very much a Christian when I uh, had children, and my husband at the time um, was Buddhist. And, um, you know, you might think, well, how did I meet a person who was Buddhist? And he was from another country, but we met through our company. And so um, we, you know, I had always wanted to have children at a very young age, and so and so did he. So we had three children, and um, you might ask, well, how did that work out with him being Buddhist and my being Christian, and how were the children raised? And it was just understood that the children would be raised uh, as Christians, We attended church every Sunday. We were very active in the church at that point in time. And um, it it worked well for us, and he was very happy with it. So uh, how did did you guys come to that agreement of him being comfortable with you continuing to practice Christianity in your marriage and raising your children the same way? I think part of it, well, a large part of it, was his belief, and yes, I I say he was Buddhist, however, he was also a Hindu. And Hindus, as you may know, can accept uh, the face of God in many forms. He chose to follow Buddhism, and so he accepted the fact that we decided to follow uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I didn't uh, realize that about Hinduism, that it was open to in a, like a, practicing additional um, religions. That's really interesting. Oh, yes. If you really look into Hinduism, you'll see a whole shelf full of gods. In fact, Mahatma Gandhi told the Indian people when he died, do not make me into a god. But when he died, you'll see people now in India worshiping Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I guess I just never looked into it um, that in-depth. That's so interesting to know. And I mean, 
So I guess following up with that, while you guys were married, obviously he was um, comfortable with sharing your Christian faith or at least, you know, balancing that out. Did you ever feel like maybe your views were not the right views and started to sway you toward Buddhism a little bit within your marriage? Not at that point in time. I was not uh, questioning it at that time. I was was pretty... uh, wrapped up in Christianity, and it it fit my needs at that time, and it felt right. So you mentioned that you moved from Christianity over to Buddhist practice after your children left the house. Um, What do you think was the reason for that transition? Was there some sort of epiphany or a moment in time that made you realize, I'd like to start practicing this and give up what I used to believe in? It was more of a disenchantment with the Christian church. So um, the husband, you know, that I, my long-term husband uh, died, and then after a few years, I remarried. And um, actually, this man started going to church with me, and he um, got to meet some of the people in the church, and everybody thought it was wonderful. But he actually turned out to be quite an abusive person. And I don't believe in divorce, but um, I really, really felt like he was very mean to me and he was mean to my children. And it wasn't, um, you know, a very happy situation. And so we went to counseling at the church. And I would uh, tell the counselor what uh, this person had done to me. And to my kids, and the counselor just said, oh, you'll just have to pray. You'll just have to have patience. You'll have to stay with him. And um, it wasn't until he actually physically hurt me and drew blood that I said, okay, I'm done. You you scared me. You're going to kill me someday. Uh, We're getting a divorce. And um, that's when it was very easy for me to walk away from the church because I felt like the church was forcing me to stay in a dangerous situation. Wow. Well, I'm really sorry that you had to go through that because it it sounds like a scarring um, experience. Well, fortunately, through Buddhism... You have these meditation sessions, and you envision the situation, and you try to put yourself in that person's, you know, mindset. You walk in a, you know, that's an old Indian Indian saying about walking their moccasins. And you know, I I, I try to see it from his side. He he had a lot of uh, alcohol abuse problems and. He was raised in a very unhappy family, and he just took it out on us. And so, no, it's a total. He's totally forgiven, although he never asked me for for it. I just forgive and forget. And that's the strength of meditation for me to just totally walk away from the church that I was. Uh, I was very involved in. You know, I was a Sunday school teacher. We had friends, we'd go to barbecues once a month, you know, you get busy with your church, it's your social life. It was it was a rough breakup. 
Yeah, because not only were you breaking up with someone who you cared deeply for that you had committed your life to, but you were also breaking up with your support system or what was supposed to be your support system, your entire community. Right. So I think knowing all of that, um, what do you look forward to in the future now that you're happy with your beliefs and your your lifestyle and who you are as a person? What do you look forward to in both a religious and a romantic capacity? Well, when you're 70, you, your choices are, are minimal. <laughs> um, I really, you know, I just have friends that I would call my date. Um, I am not dating anyone who's Buddhist. It's very hard to find people my age who are Buddhist that are willing to date. But uh, So I just keep my old friends. And as long as they respect my beliefs and I respect theirs, we're fine. And and that's what it's all about as far as Buddhism is concerned. And that's what it should be with everybody, respect, respect for each other. I look forward to um, becoming better in my practice as a Buddhist. Um, I certainly look forward to getting to know more and more of the people at the temple. Um, if there were a certain person at the temple that would be appropriate for me to have a relationship with, that would be fabulous. And I certainly would be open for it. Or if I should meet them on one of these retreats off on some Indonesian island or something like that. Um, I would be very open for it, and if that's in my future, so be it. But right now, I'm going to continue on this path. Well, that about does it for Episode 3 of K. Next time, I'll be chatting with people who are experiencing dating from a completely new perspective, one that comes with children. You won't want to miss it. Follow us on Twitter at The K Podcast and like us on Facebook to stay updated on new episodes and exclusive content. I'd like to thank all of my guests for sharing their stories because without them, this show would not be possible. If you want to hear more from our guests, visit our website at www.thekpodcast.com to see their bios and listen to their full-length interviews. If you'd like to share your dating stories with Kay, we want to hear them. Whether it's completely embarrassing, disgustingly romantic, or just downright average, we want to know about it. Visit www.thekpodcast.com slash datinglife to submit your story. The music in this episode was provided by royalty-free music by Ben Sound, and the entire episode was edited and produced by yours truly. I'm Chelsea Ray. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Okay? Okay.